The Italian Wine Podcast is introducing a new donation drive this month. It's called Why Am I a Fan? We are encouraging anyone who tunes in on a regular basis to send us your 10-second video on why you are a fan of our podcast network or a specific show. We will then share your thoughts with the world with the goal of garnering support for our donation drive. Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs you in order to continue to receive awesome free wine edutainment seven days a week. We are asking our listeners to donate to the Italian Wine Podcast by clicking either the GoFundMe link or the Patreon link found on italianwinepodcast.com. Remember, if you sign up as a monthly donor on our Patreon, we will send you a free IWP t-shirt and a copy of the Wine Democracy book, the newest Mama Jumbo Shrimp publication. Welcome to this special Vinitali International Academy 2022 Taormina Gourmet and Mount Etna Gita Scolastica series. The last week of October took a team of our staff and 15 Vinitali International Academy ambassadors to the annual Taormina Gourmet event hosted by Cronaca di Gusto, and then on to explore several vineyards and wines on Mount Etna. Of course, we documented the whole experience. Listen in as Cynthia Chaplin narrates her travel adventures. And remember, if you prefer written content, just go to our blog on italianwinepodcast.com. Now, on to the show. The last day of our unforgettable Via Gita to Mount Etna began with an incredible visit to Sciara, the brainchild of inimitable Steph Yim, the so-called Johnny Depp of Etna. Raised in California by Hong Kong Chinese and Japanese parents, Yim grew up in Los Angeles, became a sommelier, and eventually a winemaker in Northern California. After some time spent in France, he ultimately bought his vineyard in Sicily, the answer to his dreams of high-altitude, pre-phylloxera vines, and great climate. His idea was to make clean wine with character and a spiritual approach to understanding and nurturing the plants. The visit began with a roadside stop, waiting for Steph to meet us, We were enchanted by cows and goats meandering back and forth across the busy road from field to field without a care in the world. But soon we were tramping up the side of the volcano to the Chiara Vineyard in Contrada di Neve, one of the highest vineyards in Europe at 1,200 meters above sea level. Grenache is the name of the game here, growing in sandy soil and full sun, but benefiting from the cooler temperatures and breezes at this altitude. Despite losing 30% of his grapes from hail and wild boars this year, Steph harvested 12 days ago and is looking forward to a good vintage. The vineyard is filled with an abundance of wild plants, including saffron flowers, wild mint, and wild fennel, all contributing to a gorgeous, healthy environment for the grapes. The vineyard lies in the crater between Monte Spagnolo and Monte Maletto, both extinct volcanoes from over 5,000 years ago. The soil is rich with pumice ash, needing no chemical treatment, and Steph is using a combination of old vines and clones from Spain and Sardinia, grafted with American rootstock. He likes the diversity, explaining his wines end up with differing head, heart, and tail notes. He's aging some of the wine in amphora buried in the vineyard for 12 months, so the wine can see all four seasons in the place where it was grown. The first vintage using this method, 2021, will be released in 2023. Steph remarked, and I quote, if it sucks, at least we'll have damn good vinegar. Back at his home cantina, we were able to see the pressing going on and the giant tubs where he's conserving the pressed grape skins from Narello Mascalese to make grappa. He also makes his own compost from a pungent mix of grape skins and various poops, 
which is sprayed back on the vines, keeping his system holistic in nature. Steph said to us, Shiara wines are made my way. I don't give a damn about DOC. He laughed as we tasted his Uluando a la Luna, Howling at the Moon, a blend of Caracante, Minella, and Catarato with notes of sage and pickled lemons, dark green olive brine, and mandarin peel. His series of reds, named for the altitude of their respective vineyards, are all made with spontaneous fermentation and have common threads of fine, sticky tannins, gunpowder, pomegranate, cherry, and orange. They're textural and unusual, sometimes benefiting from recorking and shaking the bottle, making the re-poured wines feel as if they had taken a deep breath, opened up completely, dialed up the sound to 11. Of course, the theater of watching Steph crack lava rocks together and holding them up to everyone's noses, plus the vigorous bottle shaking, the joking and larking around, all added to this joyful experience of examples of Grenache and Norello Mascalese like we had never tried before. Undoubtedly, Steph's adventurous and restless spirit will continue to create unique and fascinating wines for years to come. In a 180-degree contrast, the infinitely calm and refined resort at Villa Neri served us a stunning lunch buffet under enormous white umbrellas spread on the lawn, water shining on the perfect pool, and the merest wisp of white rose and lavender floating on the breeze. The DOC Rosé 100% Narello Mascalese Caracante and Caterado blend Contrada Arigo 2021 and 2020 introduced us to Neri's work, with many thanks once again to Federico for his explanations and patient answering of all our questions. The 2020 initiated a discussion of anchovy brine, colatura di alici, between a bunch of us sitting with some of the Italian journalists, who generously turned up later with a small gift of a beautifully packaged tin for us to try. Arigo Rosso 2020 and 2019 were both 100% Narello Mascalese and showed notes of sweet and sour cherry, with 2019 more herbal and 2020 more floral. Both were fermented without stems and aged 10 months in French oak. Lunch wrapped up with a divine cinnamon ice cream and cannolis, after which we had to wave goodbye to half our group headed back to the airport and their real lives. The lucky last ones carried on to Baroni di Villa Grande, where Marco Nicolosi is the 10th generation winemaker, passionately involved with production of his 40 hectare estate in the Valle di Bove, a collapsed crater with many differing stratas of lava, collapsed and slipped on their way to the sea below. Organic clay, minerals, sea breezes, and lots of rain all combined to make exceptional wines in this tiny region on the east side of Mount Etna, near Milo. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Nicolosi is using a combination of Alberello and Guillo training with 7,000 vines per hectare, a very dense planting. He makes 40% red wines and 60% white, using chestnut barrels and changing them for new ones every five years, which creates a constant rotation between one, two, three, four, and five-year-old barrels. He believes the chestnut stabilizes the color in Narello Mascalese and produces a more authentic and pure wine of Etna with no French oak. His goal is to make wines that get better every year. With this in mind, he's putting 30% of the wines in chestnut, 70% in acacia. The Etna Bianco Superiore 2021 showed green, sea salt, white blossom, and a note of unripe apricot with a deep lemon color, a round and soft mouthfeel, and texture of thin cream. Andrea Ibi, our newly minted past of her theory for MW, commented that the acidity here is not as piercing as in other Caracante wines we'd been tasting all week. We were very lucky to taste the Etna Bianco Contrada Villa Grande 2019, which has not yet been released. 
The paler wine was greener, more herbal, more acidic, with a tighter phenolic textural grip on the palate. Chatting later with Marco, he told us that 2017 was the best harvest in the last 20 years. All the grapes were perfect due to various brief periods of rain in Milo throughout the hot summer. The harvest came early in 2018 after a difficult rainy vintage that saw hail. Good for whites and rosé, but disaster for the reds. A nice year, very typical for Etna, said Marco, characterized 2019. And finally, 2020 was a bad year with a lot of heat and a lot of rain. Truly amazing to listen to a winemaker recount vintage after vintage in detail off the top of his head only because a casual question was asked. It was as if he were remembering everything he ever loved or hated about every girlfriend he'd ever had since he was a little boy. He also filled us in on his approach to harvesting, based on pH, acidity, and sugar levels, checking and rechecking until the perfect balance was achieved and harvest could begin. We tried his Etna Rosato 2021, a blend of 90% Nerella Mascalese and 10% Caterato and Caricante, which he harvests specifically to make rosé. He told us Villa Grande always made rosato. Quote, it was from my heart. It was a wine for the grandmothers, and we made 1,500 to 2,000 bottles. But now we love it all year. The acid and fruit are in harmony. We make 20,000 bottles a year and sell out. The luminous medium salmon color and notes of orange blossom, yellow peach, apricot, and pink Himalayan sea salt combined for a wine we could all see drinking all year round. We couldn't ignore the grandfather in the story either, and Marco shared Chiara EGT from 70-year-old Merlot vines, which his grandfather made only for friends, using French oak barrique, truly a piece of family history on this beautiful and elegant estate, where we could hear a little voice calling, Papa! Papa! The future generation of Etna is already on its way. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.